1: which benefits not only lawyers and their clients, but everyone. It moves us closer to the goal of access to justice for all. Tune in every month as we explore the new legal technology and the people behind the tech here on Law Technology Now. Hi, I'm Monica Bay, and this is a special edition of Law Technology Now. We're going to preview the upcoming Above the Law Academy of Private Practice, which will be held on the 27th and 28th in Philadelphia. We have two speakers today, Gary Sangen and Joe Patrice, and all three of us are going to talk about this great program. I'm going to start off by turning the mic over to Gary. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved.
2: Sure. So, for a quick background, I am a former attorney who switched into the business side. I'm a serial legal tech entrepreneur. My first startup, Intelligize, started out of my apartment in 07, just to make the process of researching SEC filings a little bit easier. I just found them to be, the process to be incredibly tedious. Luckily for me, it did a lot of other people. And that was for the foundation for Intelligize. I raised a couple rounds of venture financing, got the company to break even. And long story short, it ended up being one of the most successful legal tech plays of the last 10 years. And a couple weeks ago, it just got acquired. It was bought by LexisNexis.
1: Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Who who retired you? Uh,
0: LexisNexis Group.
1: Ah, that seems to be a trend. Congratulations. That's absolutely great. Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, so I've been an editor here at Above the Law for the last three and a half years or so. Before that, I was an attorney for various places in New York, but a litigator specializing mostly in white-collar criminal defense. But with time, I got the opportunity to change my talents over to writing, and I've been doing that here since then. And I also am a fellow host of a Legal Talk Network show, Thinking Like a Lawyer, which people can listen to through the same same means that they listen to this.
1: Terrific. And for those of you who might not be familiar with me, I also am a lawyer who doesn't practice. I was at ALM as the editor-in-chief of Law Technology News for a very long time, and I'm now a fellow at Stanford uh, in their Codex unit, and I do freelance. So... All three of us are going to be at this conference, and I think we're all equally excited about it. It's the second year for the Above the Laws Academy of Private Practice, and on our second year, we're launching something new, and I'm very, very excited about it, and I will be participating in it. And Gary, tell us a little bit about what we're going to do on the Thursday session, which will be held on October 27th in Philadelphia.
2: Sure. Sure. Well, I will be the keynote speaker for the session. And we, again, we have a ton of great speakers. For my session, I'm going to focus really on just the latest in legal tech entrepreneurship and legal tech startups. Between my two startups, Intelligize and LitIQ, had you know, a tremendous amount of learnings. And I just want to share with everyone the lessons I've learned, the successes and the setbacks, in order to help people out if they were to venture out and join a legal tech startup or start a legal tech startup.
1: And that's going to be the keynote on the Friday program, correct, at the first thing in the morning? On the 28th?
2: Correct. I'm sorry, that, that... The Friday, not the Thursday.
1: But you're also very involved in the 27th, which is the preview afternoon show. Tell us more about what you're going to talk about at the keynote, but then I'd love to have you talk about, because you've been the organizer on the pre-conference, if we would call it, on Thursday.
2: Absolutely. So in terms of what I want to talk about, again, there's been enough successful legal tech startups now that there there are patterns that can be gleaned from the various experiences. You know, the first thing that I've learned, and I think people will concur, is legal tech is just a different animal than other sectors, say fintech or sales tech, or indefinitely consumer tech. Uh, Just because it's, while there's a million lawyers, which is a big market, 300 billion, it's just very, very bifurcated between small law the AMLO 100 in-house government, right? And each of these markets is very discreet and very different, which just means that it's while well, we on the top line it's a big sector, once you get below the surface, it becomes a lot more bespoke, right? And you need dedicated strategies to attack these sectors. So that's the first lesson I really learned. The second lesson I learned is that Because selling to legal can be tedious, right? Because lawyers generally purchase based on consensus. There isn't a dedicated procurement process, unfortunately. Uh, The sales cycle can be very challenging. And so what that means is you're not going to get those hockey stick growth curves that you could get in other startups, which means that getting venture financing in legal tech is a challenge. As a result... What you have to do is you have to get angel financing, right? And you need to have a pathway to break even very quickly.
1: For people who might not know what angels is, can you explain that to someone who may not be familiar with the rounds that go through? Sure.
2: Angel financing is typically your first round of external funding. So they typically call it friends and family round. It's the first non institutional, so you don't have the venture capital funds investing. And they call them angels because they literally come out of heaven and to give you money. So these are typically high net worth individuals or people that are just interested in your solution. So for me, for Intelligize, my initial angel investors were actually my coworkers and my firm, White and Case. And for my second startup, LitIQ, IQ, it's typically been uh, high net worth individuals. So, so again, Typically individuals that are just investing their private capital.
1: So anything else you want to tell us about the keynote in the morning on Friday, the 28th of October?
2: Sure. The other thing we want to emphasize, and I'll talk about this in the chat, is that in legal tech, you really have to go into it realizing you have to build a legitimate business. Legal tech does not have those scenarios in other startups like Instagram or whatnot where people will buy you out defensively. It just doesn't work that way. So you can't... The idea of flipping startups and whatnot doesn't work out. That doesn't happen in our sector. In our sector, you literally need to have a plan to get your company to break even and profitable and be a legit business. And if you don't want to do that, legal tech is probably not the sector that you'd want to enter.
1: So let's shift briefly to the pre-event. There's going to be a media training and storytelling program for an hour that starts at 4.30, and I'm very honored to be in there. And I want to turn over, if we can, to Joe. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going on at the media training portion?
0: You know, I, I haven't really spent a lot of time finding out what everybody wants to say, but I think the key to that session is going to be just, it's a new move for us with this particular conference. So last year, as you said, this is a two-year-old conference. Last year, we focused a lot more on small private practice work. And this year, we're doing a little bit more to expand that. And it's still about small practice, but the more areas of it, rather than just being how to get your complaint from point A to point B, we now have a broader discussion of legal technology, which is what Gary's bringing here. We also are bringing in this kind of media training discussion to go into Different perspectives of people who've, well, like you being on this panel, people who have different perspectives on telling the story of law and telling your firm, get your firm name out there, get, uh, you know, know what's happening in the industry, et cetera. So we're going to have a broad-based discussion of how to kind of deal with media.
1: Yeah, I think that's really, really important. And ironically, especially for the folks who are doing startups, in addition to lawyers who are just going up the ladder there, because in my experience, I found that When vendors use lots of jargon, you know, solution this and words that lawyers don't understand, they just get completely turned off and it becomes a moat rather than a bridge. So I spent a lot of my time really focusing on using plain English so that everyone can understand. And I think that's an important tool for media training because you just never know who your user is going to be. But anything more you want to say on the media training?
0: On that specifically, no. I just, I thought that it's worth adding a discussion of just kind of where, where we think we are, just generally. And I mean, that's one component of it. As I said, we're doing a lot of discussion of how legal tech operates. Uh, we're doing some talk and training for people who are in small practices on how to manage their practice, how to select products that can maximize what they're doing. A couple weeks ago, I heard um, Melanie Heller from uh, Bloomberg Law actually made a statement that I thought kind of rang true for me, which was that this is the best time to ever be a small firm. And the reason for that, of course, is that there's now these products that can help you actually succeed. So...
1: I absolutely agree with you on that. And, and I'm sure, Gary, you do too, because now you can't. In fact, I think a lot of the problems facing big law is that they can't act like a small firm and that they need to act like a small firm. And the electrical and wonderful things that are coming out of technology is really dramatically changing. And I think a lot of people are actually leaving big law to do startups because they don't have to be in a big place with tons and tons of people. They can use even the most basic tools like a phone, you can work from anywhere. I'm looking at the at our upcoming panel and there are some sessions that are going to be general sessions. One of them is a level playing field, how do boutiques compete, exactly what we're talking about now. But there's also workshops that are going to be offered. And again if I can turn to you Joe, what can you tell our listeners what they might expect in some of the various programs that are going to be on, on the main program on Friday.
0: Sure. So after, after Gary's initial speech, we have some uh, general session where we're going to have uh, Andrew Dick, Carolyn Elephant, Gaston Krub. They're going to come out and speak about leveling the playing field, literally how boutiques can compete in this world where there are these big players, these mid-sized players, and increasingly these kind of Uber players who are out there helping take business and how you can utilize technology and different structures to compete in that world kind of exactly on the point that we were talking about a second ago as time goes on we're going to look at some specific technologies how to write contracts well how to choose a, like a practice management platform those are going to be a later training sessions that can help out i'm going to have a couple of workshops to talk about just legal tech generally. We're also gonna have one that talks about Legal LegalZoom, uh, speaking of the Ubers of the legal industry, and how to deal with that, you know, 800-pound gorilla in the room. How do you, not necessarily, how do you beat them, but how do you work with them, use them to enhance your own practice?
1: And I think you just hit the nail with using, the biggest secret that no one seems to realize is that LegalZoom, Rocket Lawyer, Avvo, and I'm probably missing someone on this, they're not just helping the folks who don't know, the 80% of Americans who neither know how to find a lawyer or afford a lawyer, but actually the dirty little secret is that the lawyers themselves are going to benefit because a lot of these solo practitioners and small firm practitioners, They will come right out and say, I can't even afford my own rates on things. And for them to be able to build their practices by starting folks on that, and if the folks who are using it become comfortable with it, that can grow both. The folks who are the clients are going to get good lawyering, and the lawyers themselves are going to expand and build their practices. So I've been a huge promoter of those folks for a very long time. And I'm really excited about that panel. I think it's, uh, Dan Lear from Avvo is just incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think I've also heard Chad and he's really, really good too. Any other thoughts from either one of you on on the workshops?
0: No, I was just gonna follow up on the the Chad point. I actually, the most recent episode of my podcast, I co-hosted with him. So uh, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: And Larry Port is one of the funniest people in the world. He wrote an article while I was at ALM that is my all-time favorite. I should probably print it out and bring it to people. (laughs) Joe, tell us a little bit about the afternoon programs.
0: Oh, yeah. Just more along the lines of these workshops. We now move into the afternoon. We're going to have some choices between learning about, well, what we're doing right here, learning about how podcasts can be used to help out a practice. Some firms aren't yet in that space, but it's a growing way in which people get information and a good way to market who you are. We talk about, again, I've already kind of previewed the practice management platform, which is an essential decision in any small firm, what you're going to do for your practice management. We have Bob Ambrosi walking us through, you know, what to do, what's out there, what you need, what might not be necessary for you when it comes to your practice management platform. We also have a, uh, panel on getting paid and how you get your fees paid, which is, you know, somewhat important, I would suppose, as a lawyer, if you're trying to, you know, eat. And then we have a general session about cybersecurity in the cloud, which is obviously on everyone's mind in a world of hacking. How do you protect yourself? How do you protect your clients in a world where people are out there trying to get at that data?
1: Gary, any last words from you? We'll wrap it up uh, pretty quickly. Tell us a little bit about how folks might be able to attend the Friday session.
2: Sure. So you can just go to events.abovetelaw.com forward slash APP, and you can take a look at the agenda, and you can register there as well. And just want to, again, follow up on what both of you guys have been talking about, where, frankly, technology is really democratized. Uh, the practice of the law it used to be you had to go to the big firms because they had uh, they were the only ones with that type of knowledge and now, with you know all these great software products that can do some of the work for you, show you what 's market it 's really again that information is no longer the purview of these elite handful of firms anymore and I think that 's probably one of the most disruptive things to happen to the legal services sector
0: over the last ten years
1: joe how about you what's what 's your well the
0: the one other thing I would say is which doesn't relate directly to anything any of the content but last year we did this in new york city this year we're taking it on the road and going to philadelphia and i think the argument for that was to start you know in the spirit of democratizing to start moving this to places around the country where small practitioners are that aren't necessarily just new york city where we're based and putting this out there for more people to consume
1: and the Thursday program will start at 4.30. It's going to be held at the University of Pennsylvania's Law School at Gittis Hall. Did I pronounce that right, uh, I did not
0: go to Penn, so uh, okay.
1: So, and the address there is 3501 Sansom Street, Philadelphia. If you want the zip code, it's 19104. And on Friday, October 28th, we'll be at the Monaco Hotel, also in Philly. It's going to be an exciting event. I went last year for the first one and was just blown away at how good it was. So I, once again, to give you the address, it's events.abovethelaw.com app. It will give you the agenda, the speakers, the advisory board, sponsors, venue, contact, and register. So it's everything is right there at events.abovethlaw.com slash app slash that's it. So I really want to thank the two wonderful guests today, Joe, Patrice and Gary Sangen for joining me today on this special edition of Law Technology Now. And We hope to see all of you in Philly. I'm Monica Bay. We'll see you next time.
0: If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes.